the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time once again for another look into God's infallible book as we welcome you to another broadcast of the Riches of Grace. This program is the radio voice of Grace School of the Bible and is brought to you by Christian people who believe the Bible to be the Word of God and who appreciate its power and authority. At the heart of our ministry is the desire to help you appreciate and rejoice in the riches of God's grace to us in Christ. That's why we call this program The Riches of Grace. We're happy you've tuned our way today and trust that our time together will prove a real blessing as we continue with a series of studies designed to help you understand and enjoy the Bible. My name is Alex Kurz, and it's my privilege to invite you to join us as Richard Jordan, President of Grace School of the Bible, brings us another message from the Word of God. Thank you, Alex, and welcome again, my friend, to another opportunity to turn to the Word of God and allow the Spirit of God to speak to us through through His, His Word, through the Bible. Uh, through the Scripture, the book he's written to communicate his will and purpose uh, to us. Uh, we're going to return today to Galatians chapter number 5, and we've, we've sort of parked here at verse number 18 for a little bit, where Paul says, but if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. That's a wonderful passage of Scripture about a topic that every believer, uh, well, it's, 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 on, it's on our heart, how to know, knowing and doing the will of God in the details of our life, not just knowing, you know, that we're going to die and go to heaven, but but about living the Christian life between now and then, and and living our life in its, in, in, in its details, in all the things that we do, in a way that honor and please the Lord, in a way that we fulfill God's will for our life. That's a topic that every believer has, uh, ha- has great concern about. And my friend, God's concerned about that because God has a plan for your life. He has a plan for my life. He has a plan for our lives as members of the church, the body of Christ. Philippians chapter 1, verse number 9 and 10, the Apostle Paul describes the the goal of the Christian life. He says this, I pray for you, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Now, I'd have you to notice that verse, Philippians 1, verse 9, very carefully, because there's an awful lot of talk about love in the Christian life, and there ought to be your life ought to be filled with love, the love of God. And we love him because he first loved us. And his love living in us, working out through us, causes us to love, uh, love the brethren, in fact, to do good to all men, especially of the household of faith. Faith, hope, and charity, those are the, are the hallmarks of, of spiritual living, of mature Christian living, according to the Apostle Paul, the work of faith, the labor of love, and the patience of hope. Well, Paul says, I'm praying that your love, that, that, that motivation that, that motivates the Christian life, would abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. You notice this is not a, an emotional-based love. This isn't love like on the soap operas or at the movies. This is a mental attitude love. This is a love based in some understanding and some knowledge. And literally, it's simply uh, a mental attitude of value and esteem. It's the ability to value something 
the way God values it, to view it the way God views it. And Paul said, I want your, your love to, to abound more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Why? That you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, under the glory and praise of God. If there's going to be an outbreak of the righteous character of God in your life, through you on the stage of history where you live, well, it's going to be because your love abounds in knowledge and judgment, which allows you then to approve things that are excellent, to choose the things that are of greatest value. Romans chapter number uh, 2 describes this plan, the same purpose and plan that God had as it applied to the nation Israel. Romans chapter 2, verse 17, Paul says, Behold, thou art called a Jew, and resteth in the law, and makest thy boast of God, and, get this now, knowest his will, and approvest things that are excellent, that are more excellent. How? Being instructed out of the law. And my friend, what the law, the written word of God to Israel, did for Israel, Paul's epistles do for us. They give us the capacity to know his will, to approve the things that are more excellent, because we're instructed out of the Word of God. God has a purpose. God has a plan for your life, for my life, as a member of the body of Christ. And that plan is, is, is described and completely and fully revealed for us in the Word of God, rightly divided, in Paul's epistles especially, so that we can fully understand and fully apply that will of God to the details of our life. You see, by a faith application of sound doctrine to my life, by that personal application of the revealed will of God, Paul says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind, that you may may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see, God has revealed in his word everything we need to know. We don't need to seek circumstances, try to read circumstances, or try to read some inner impression or some hunch or some feeling to point the way to God's will. Uh, we, we, we have God's will revealed for us in his word. That's the reason Paul says that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. It's profitable for doctrine, to tell you what, what you need to know, for reproof, to tell you when you, you know, you're messing up about it. For correction, to tell you how to fix things. For instruction in righteousness, to give you an understanding of what it is God would have you to do. That the man of God might be perfect, truly furnished unto every good work. Everything you're going to need to do everything God has for you to do, he has completely and fully revealed in his word. Then as you go out in the details of your life, on the stage of history where you live, in the circumstances in which you live, your circumstances are the context in which you live. You understand God's will because he's revealed it to you. You've internalized it through the, through the renewing of your mind into your soul, and now you have that divine viewpoint resting in your understanding, and that gives you the capacity to live in the details of your life, to live on the stage of history, to live in the circumstances that, that, that are in your life, and then apply the will of God there to go do God's will as an inside operation working in you, living out through you. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives 
in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Christ said, you know, the issue isn't me, it's Christ, and he lives in me. And Christ in me is the hope of glory. Christ in me is my life. And the life that I now live in my circumstances, that I walk around in my body and see and touch and feel and live in, he said, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I live in absolute, complete, total dependence on the life of Jesus Christ living in me living out through me. And that will has been completely, that will of God that sometimes seems so elusive in the details of life. You know, you, you, you study the Bible and you see what God says and then you say, well, where is that in my life and how do I apply it? <laughs> and it seems so elusive. Uh, some, and, and I know people have all these formulas. You know, I, I heard just the other day uh, on the television a man with seven steps to doing the will of God I've told you before about the fellow when I was in college, spoke in chapel, and he had 27 steps to follow God. And, you know, we were, we were writing those things down fast and furious, and between about a half a dozen of us, we didn't get them all. And we left chapel that day thinking, wow, we, we better go find that guy and get the rest of these things. Couldn't find him, and well, what, were, what were we to do? Never know the will of God because we didn't get all of his 27 steps written down? Well, I decided that day that, uh, no, that was foolish, that God gave me his word and that his will was in his word and that if I was going to know his will, I was going to be by knowing his word. And you know what I found out? That was one of the best decisions ever made in my life. Doing the will of God in the details of your life doesn't come by formulas. Uh, They just cause a lot of confusion and a lot of anxiety. The problem that people have in doing the will of God in their life generally comes from a failure to rightly divide the Word of God so that they can identify the will of God today. If you don't rightly divide the Word of truth, take God's Word and understand what, what's, what in it is talking to and about you. You're going to misunderstand your identity, think you're somebody you're not, and thus not know what God wants you to do. Colossians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul prays again for the Colossians. It's amazing how often he does this. He prays for the Colossians for this cause also since the day we heard it. Do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why does he want you to be filled with the knowledge of his will? That you might walk worthy of the Lord and all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. You want to have a, you want to have a walk that pleases God, a life that bears fruit, uh, you want to be growing and, 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 and increasing, and, and you want to be strong? Well, that comes from being filled, having your life saturated, your mind and your heart saturated with a knowledge of his will. And that will of God that Paul's talking about there is fully revealed in his word. It's not trying to find some you know place in the center of God's will, some draw a circle and put a dot in the middle of it and try to find the dot in the center of God's will that he wants you to be by, by kind of going around and saying, well, now, here this, here, you know, this happened, and I wonder what God's trying to tell me by that, and I feel like this about over that, and I wonder what that means. It's not by trying to read inner impressions and circumstances. You know, I, I know the, the big three, you know. Uh, pe- people talk about, uh, you, you know, the way, the way you know God's will is, is, is by, is by uh, the Word of God, and then the circumstances, and then that inner prompting of that inner voice. And the way you locate uh, the center of God's will is, is by taking the Word of God and studying the Bible, of course. But then you've got to go out and see what God's saying to you through circumstances, the signpost in life. And then, then that, inner, that inner urge that you feel, that inner hunch, that prompting. 
And the idea is generally taught in traditional Christendom. And it, th- this comes simply because people don't rightly divide the Word and thus can't get the help out of God's Word that they need. And the idea is that God has this ideal, uh, detailed life map already uniquely designed for you, for each believer, and that he, 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 he reveals that special detailed life plan for you as an individual through inner impressions and through outward signs. And it's sort of like playing dot to dot. You ever play that when you were a kid? You know, you got the dot and you go up here and you got one, you go to you look around and find okay, now you find two and then you scour around and you find oh, there's three and you scour around and you keep looking and, you, and then sooner or later you find four and then boy, you know, five is hard. They, they got it hit up here. And when you get through you 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 play you've gone dot to dot to dot to dot. And um, you've tried to figure out God's will that way. Now, that's a, you know what that is? That is absolute nonsense when it comes to the Christian life. I hate to say it to you that way, but it is. You're not blindly trying to find another dot. By the way, when you played dot to dot, did you notice that it wasn't what you're trying to do in the Christian life? It isn't just you go from one dot to the next. You went from one to what? the next number, two, from two to three. There was an objective examination of the picture that led you not to just try to guess at what was going on, but to objectively go to the next number. Yeah, that's it. Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 8, Paul says that in the riches of God's grace, he's abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, in all wisdom and prudence having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself. Now think about that for a minute. If God has made known the mystery, the secret of his will, then is there a secret will of God that you can't know? Well, if there is, you can't know about it. Because he's told you that he's revealed the secret of his will. So why would you go around looking for something that you can't even know exists? And you couldn't find it if you could, if it did exist, because it, God's kept it secret. No, you don't need. You have no need for for the 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 uh, uh, the, the the searching for the will of God in your circumstances and in and in your promptings and in and and in uh, uh, physical you know hunches and and that kind of thing. You simply don't need those things. You don't need to seek the will of God through your circumstances or, or your feelings to, to, to point you to the way to the will of God. No, no matter what, what you believe about God's working in your circumstances, they're not a method of God revealing his will. The method whereby God reveals his will is his word. And any other methodology is extra-biblical revelation. And you don't need that. Circumstances, my friend, are, are, are the context in which you live and apply the will of God that's revealed in his word. And you have, they, they have to be weighed by wisdom, not, not by reading signposts. Inner impressions, hunches, feelings, those are just inner impressions, hunches, and feelings. And they just tell you how you happen to feel at the moment about what you're facing. They're not means of revealing the will of God. God has an objective standard that he's written down in his word. And you, you simply don't, don't need these other, other, th- th- this other stuff. And beside that, you know 
that looking for the will of God in your circumstances and in your, your, your inner feelings, you know it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It sounds great, I understand that, but it just doesn't work. It doesn't work in the ordinary decisions of life. Now, you know, you face the big issues. Who are you going to marry? Um, where are you going to go to school? What job, a career, or vocation are you going to follow? What ministry are you going to have? That kind of thing. Well, those big ones, boy, you, we want to do the will of God there. But in, in the normal things of life, you just can't do it. Did you get up this morning and, and, and pray earnestly over your sock drawer and say, Oh, God, please now reveal to me the, the pair of socks that you planned for me to wear from before the foundation of the world? Did you do that? Did you stand at your closet this morning, lady, and say, Oh, God, before the foundation of the world, you chose what, pair, what, what, what dress I should wear, so please reveal to me now what dress you chose for me to wear. Do you sit down at the, at, at, at the uh, restaurant today and say, Now, Lord, on this menu, what, what item on this menu would you please lead me, please show me through some, some circumstance or some impression which item on the menu you have chosen for me to eat today? Is that how you do that? Well, you know it isn't. You know that you can't do that. You know that in the normal course of life, you abandon all this stuff that sounds so pious. And you do what? You just live on the basis of trying to make good decisions. By the way, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 39, Paul says, The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband lives. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to marry to be married, listen, to whom she will, only in the Lord. Isn't that interesting? See, that's exactly what Galatians 5.18 said. If you're led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. You are free to make some choices. Now, he says there's a reveal limit here. You're only to marry in the Lord. But once you're talking about marrying another believer, the choice of who, of which believer you marry, is who you will. You have to make those choices. God isn't going to make all the choices for you. Why? Because he's treating you and expects you to live like an adult in the family. He's completely given you everything you need to know about his thinking. It's in his word. It's in his word rightly divided. In Paul's writings, in Paul's epistles, is found the, the thinking of God for you and for me in the dispensation of grace. And God expects us He's told us how to study it, how to learn it. He expects us to assimilate that information, have it renew our mind, and for us to live with a wise application of his word to the details of our life. There are many things in life, well, that, that are just equal options. And see, when you insist on only one of them being the correct choice, well, that's what produces all the anxiety and the indecision and the confusion when you're trying to do God's will in your life. And my friend... It just promotes immaturity and subjectivism. Um, when, you, when, when you let circumstances dominate your life, you're trying to read what's going on, your inner impressions. You're trying to look at circumstances for the science. What's controlling your life? Circumstances. That's what's controlling your life. Feelings. You, you become dominated by that. And you become, you become unable to make decisions and anxiety and fear and indecision and confusion began to reign in your life. There is no way for you to live a life that honors the Lord by trying to find His will outside of His Word. 
when you're seeking circumstances to point the way to God's will, attempting to read messages from God in your circumstances. Friend, circumstances are not designed as methods of divine revelation to be read for divine messages. An event simply can't communicate a message apart from a divine revelation. God gave his word to tell you what he wants you to know and hence what he wants you to do. You see, God has a plan for your life, a sovereign plan and program that he's accomplishing today as he forms the church, the body of Christ. We're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God before ordained that we as members of the body of Christ should walk in them. That plan, that purpose is revealed in his word rightly divided. You and I as individuals, we participate in that plan on the basis of a faith application of, of, of sound doctrine to the details of our life. You see, the, the, the objective is not to find a decision that God has already made, but, but it's, it's for us to make wise decisions, to make wise choices based on the objective truth of God's revealed will, His Word rightly divided. You've already got everything God's going to tell you about, about the decisions that you need to make. There are not going to be any further hints, clues, nudges, hunches to, for you to decipher. The Word of God rightly divided is an objective, complete, adequate source of all the information you're going to need. You just don't need these other things. You're free in Christ. God has made you complete in His Son, and you're not under the law system. You're not under performance system. You're under grace. You get in the Word of God and find out all that God has done you and who he's, what, what done for you and what he's, who He's made you in Christ. And that, that sets you free. And then he says you're to go live as if you're led of the Spirit, they're the sons of God. You're competent because he's given you all the information that you need up front already in his word. And he's given you the prescribed method of studying his word so you can get the profit out of his word that he's put in his word for you. You don't need all this, you know, God showed me and God is definitely telling us and leading us through the circumstances and, and all, all that, that kind of stuff. Rather, you need, you need to be able to say, here, here's what God says in his word, and by faith, I'm going to apply God's word to my life and make these decisions based on what God says in his word. By the renewing of your mind with sound doctrine, proving what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We walk by faith, our faith standing in the facts of Calvary standing in the truth of God's grace to us in Christ, and standing in the truth of who God has made us in His Son, the identity that God gives us in Christ, that, that gives God the Holy Spirit the freedom, the liberty, to bring that identity into the details of our life. And we walk by faith as we take seriously God's intention that we make wise decisions, take take wise action, take actions based on, on that renewing of our mind within the revealed limits that the Word of God is set, motivated by the grace of God. Now that's, I understand that what I'm saying is, is quite different from what many people think and, and are, are commonly taught. It's, it's different from what religion teaches. But my friend, it'll set you free. I want to help you with this. Uh, I know it's a lot to say and a lot to assimilate, and there's no way, just as you listen to a short few minutes like this, to get it all. 
I want to whet your appetite for some further study. Let me give you a free Bible study tape entitled, Knowing and Doing the Will of God. Uh, how to make daily decisions that, that you know that God approves, that, that, are, that are the, the accomplishing of the will of God in the details of your life. You see, God has a plan for your life. You need to know it. You need to do it. The question is how. Well, it isn't that confusing uh, unless religion gets involved. Uh, you can cut through the confusion, the confusion uh, terminology, uh, the formulas, and you can get right to the real issue of decision-making in the will of God and do it God's way. This Bible study tape, Knowing and Doing the Will of God, is designed to help you to do that. It goes through the verses, gives you information that you need. If doing the will of God is important in your life, I want to give you this tape. You simply call me here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. And you request your copy of the free tape, Knowing and Doing the Will of God. My friend, there's nothing more exciting in all of your life, of all of life of anybody's life, for that matter, than having the Word of God go to work in your life, to work effectually in you that believe. It's your faith resting on an intelligent understanding of God's Word to you that allows the Word of God to work in your life and to accomplish God's will and purpose in your life. That's why we talk to you week after week here about rightly dividing the Word of Truth, about studying the Bible dispensationally, about understanding where you are and who you are in the purpose and the plan of God. And we want that information to be something that is fixed in your mind and your understanding. That's why we make available uh, not only this program, but the, 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 the Bible study tapes, literature, and the various other things that we have to offer. Uh, it, it, we're not trying to get something from you. We're trying to give you something, give you some light, some understanding on God's Word that can change your life for God's glory. We're not going to do it. These Bible studies aren't going to do it. It's God that's going to change your life. But it's your faith resting on an intelligent understanding of God's Word to you that brings that change into your life, brings that life of Christ into your life. And as you learn to make decisions in your life, deal with the details of your life and make wise decisions based on an intelligent understanding of God's Word to your life, you'll be doing God's will in the details of your life. I want to give you this, this helpful Bible study because I, I know personally, um, myself, I've seen in the, in, in the lives of countless uh, uh, thousands of others the impact of God's grace to you in Christ. You simply call me and get this free Bible study tape, 888-535-2300 is the number to call. And can I say to you that I also know that, that many people that listen to a, a, a Bible study program like this are not even uh, believers yet. Uh, studies have been done on, on Christian radio, and, and the estimate is that 36% of the listening audience to Christian radio are not professing believers. That is, 36 out of every 100 people that are listening to this radio program today, that are listening to my voice right now, haven't come to the place where they know for sure that their sins are forgiven and that they have eternal life as a present possession. Could I say, could I ask you, is that your case today? Perhaps you've just tuned in and, and you've listened to a Bible study. You can see the difference between what we're talking about here and, and religion. You can see the difference between what we've been studying in the Bible and just human viewpoint and denominational traditions. You can see that. 
you can you you can see that uh, that there is something special about understanding what God's word has to say. But my friend, to understand God's word, you have to have the Spirit of God as the teacher, and to have the Spirit of God, you have to be in the family of God. You have to have the Spirit of God given to you by God, God Himself. The moment you trust His Son, you, you see, religion, uh, religion can counterfeit activity. You can even count Bible under, counterfeit Bible understanding, but you can't counterfeit life in Christ Jesus. To have the Spirit of God, you have to first trust. Uh, the gospel of the grace of God, because it's it's when you believe, Ephesians one thirteen says, it's when you believe the gospel of your salvation that God then seals you with his Holy Spirit. And the gospel, what is the gospel that, that saves when believed? Well, it's simply that Jesus Christ died at Calvary to pay for your sins. He died for your sins. God commended his love toward you, and that while you were yet a sinner, not trying to fix things, straighten it up, clean it up, make it right, but while you were just in your sin, Christ died for you. And then God raised him again the third day to be the author of eternal life when you trust him. You see, his death put away your sin, settles the sin debt, and then his life Well, that takes care of the death debt. The only answer for sin is death, so Christ dies for our sins. But the answer for death is life, so God raised him again so he could be your life. If you're not clear about it, if you've never trusted him, do it right now. Right? You don't have to go anywhere, do anything, move a muscle, pray. Just trust him. If you're not clear about that, though, if there's a question in your mind, listen, you get on the phone right now and you call us, 888-535-2300. We want to help you settle this issue right now. And we'd like to put you in touch with people in this area, right here where this radio program is, uh, this station is, that can help you with this information, help you understand these things, and then help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Call us today if you have a question or if you have that need. 888-535-2300 is the number to call. Then you join us again next week as we study again uh, right here, same time, same place. Till then, Maranatha. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.